Father, in Jesus' mighty name, we give you all the glory, we give you praise. We thank you, Lord, for another time in your presence, in the name of Jesus. As we are gathered here, Lord, we pray that you come and have your way in us, in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Merry Christmas again to everyone. Um, I'm just going to preach a very short message, um, and then we can, uh, we can close the service. For the past four Sundays, we have been talking about the lessons from the birth of Jesus Christ. On the first Sunday, we saw that Joseph was a just man. He didn't want to put Mary to public shame. And the lesson we learned from that is how do we treat the sins of other people? How do we treat other people when they fall into temptation, when they fall into sin? The next Sunday, we saw the wise man who heard about Jesus Christ and went out to tell other people. Now, as believers, when we come to accept Jesus Christ as our Lord and personal Savior, once we see Him, once we receive Him, one of the things we have to do is to go out and tell other people about Jesus Christ. Last week, we spoke about the characters in the story. The characters in the story. So we took Mary as a character. And we realized that Mary, even though she was not the only virgin in her dispensation, she prepared her vessel to receive what God was going to do in that dispensation. And the lesson we learned from that is that in this generation, God is doing something. And so if we prepare ourselves, our vessels are prepared. The Bible says in a house there are many vessels, some vessels to honor, some vessels to dishonor. But if a man prepares his vessel, you become a vessel to honor. The next thing we saw about, the next character we took was Joseph who was a just man. And we, 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 we said that even though Joseph was from the lineage of David, he was not the only man in the lineage of David. But somehow, because God judged him and the Bible bear witness that Joseph was a just man, God chose Joseph to be the one who was going to be the father. Joseph was obedient to the instructions that the angel gave him. He did not argue with God. He did not stand against the purpose of God. But he just gave in in obedience to the word and, and, and the will of God. Then the other character we saw was um, the wise men. The wise men, even though they were not Israelites, and even though they were not um, religious people to say, God chose them. And we saw that they, they were diligent in their business, they were going about their business and God chose them. God called them to uh, be the ones who bear witness to the coming Savior. And when they went to visit Jesus Christ, they took their gift along to visit Jesus Christ. Now the other character we saw was Herod. Herod, even though he had heard of the coming of the Messiah, he wasn't happy at that news. And he, he took steps to stop uh, uh, the plan of God. We said that any attempt that man would do to stop the plan of God, they would only end up fulfilling the word of God and they only end up working for God because you cannot work against the plan of God. And so today we are going to talk about that this is the fourth uh, part on our, our theme, the lessons from the birth of Jesus Christ. And today is going to be very short. I'm reading from the book of Isaiah, chapter 9, verse 6 to 7. The Bible says, For unto us 
a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government will be upon his shoulder, and his name will be called Wonderful, Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Of the increase of his government and, and peace, there will be no end. Upon the throne of David and over the king and over his kingdom to order it and establish it with judgment and justice from that time forward, even forever, the zeal of the Lord of hosts will perform it. And so from this verse we know that the birth of Jesus Christ was prophesied long before he was born. The prophet Isaiah spoke about the birth of Jesus Christ. The Bible says, unto us a child is born. In the realm of the flesh, we see Jesus Christ as a child who was born. In the realm of the spirit, we see Jesus Christ as a son of God who has been given to the earth. The Bible says the government will be upon his shoulder and his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor. Do we need any counsel in our life today? The person who will give us that counsel is Jesus Christ. Do we need peace in our life? In a world where there is the absence of peace, in a world where there is so much confusion and misunderstanding and people are hurting, where can we find peace? Jesus is the Prince of Peace. He is where we can find perfect peace. We find perfect peace in Jesus Christ because He is the Prince of Peace. The Bible says that his kingdom shall not end. These prophecies concerning Jesus Christ were given way before the birth of Jesus Christ. And even in the book of Genesis, we see God telling us about the birth of Jesus Christ. The Bible says, So the Lord said to the serpent, Because you have done this, you are cursed among all the cattle, among all the beasts of the field. On your belly you shall go. And you shall, eat, you shall eat dust all the days of your life. I will put enmity between you and the woman, and between your seed and her seed. And she shall, he shall bruise your head, and you shall bruise his heel. So God spoke about the birth of Jesus Christ. God spoke about the seed of a woman. We know that the woman does not have seed. It's a man who has a seed. Whenever... A woman gives birth to a child. It is the seed of a man. But God in the book of Genesis prophesied about the seed of a woman. God told us that there was going to be somebody who was, who was going to be born who would be of the seed of a woman. And God told us about Jesus Christ. That he was going, this was God prophesying to us that there was going to be a seed of a woman who was going to bruise the head of the serpent and the serpent was going to bruise his heel. This was talking about the crucifixion of Jesus Christ. Jesus crushed Satan when he died and resurrected. When Satan thought that he had had Jesus where he wanted him by crucifying him on the cross, it was all in the plan of God. God had determined it to be so. And so we see God promising that there is going to be the seed of a woman. Several years later, Jesus Christ is born of a virgin. The Holy Spirit overshadowed Mary and and she gave birth to Jesus Christ. This prophecy has been fulfilled. We see the will of God 
coming to pass. What we learn from here is that God is faithful to his word. In every generation, whatever God has said, he is faithful to keep his word and make sure that the word will come to pass. The word of God will not fail. The promise of God will not fail. In your life, if there's anything God has promised you, know that God is faithful. As we celebrate Christmas, one of the things I want you to remember, sometimes you feel like you have unfulfilled promises. You feel like even though God has promised you something, you don't see the fulfillment. And therefore, sometimes this can keep you under depression. When all the rest of the world is celebrating and, 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 and there is joy all over the world, sometimes you are in depression because you think that God has not been faithful to you or God has not fulfilled his promise. But when God spoke a word right from the book of Genesis, he spoke the same word. We see so many prophets talk, talk about the birth of Jesus Christ, describe the birth of Jesus Christ. Isaiah, in the book of Isaiah chapter 9, described the birth of Jesus Christ, that a child will be given, that a that a child will be born, that a son will be given. His name, all this description that Isaiah gave to Jesus, to the child who was going to be born and the son who was going to be given, it's a description that can only fit God. And so Isaiah spoke about it several years ago and Jesus Christ was born. This should remind us whenever we celebrate Christmas and we see the snow and we enjoy it and we see the celebration all around, we have to know that God is faithful. No matter what we are going through at that time in our life, in this time, we should remember that God is faithful. He will never leave or forsake us. He is faithful to keep all his promises. He is faithful to keep us in, in, to keep us spirit, body and soul until that day where we will see Jesus Christ. The next thing we have to remember when we celebrate Christmas is that God loves us. He loves us so much that that love cannot be compared to anything. The Bible says, for when we were still without strength in due time, Christ died for the ungodly. For scarcely for a, rich, a righteous man will one die, yet perhaps for a good man, someone will even dare to die. But God demonstrated his love towards us in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Much more than having now been justified by his blood, we shall be saved from the wrath through him. For if when we were enemies, we were reconciled to God through the death of his son, much more having been reconciled, we shall be saved by his life. Now this scripture is saying that even when we were still sinners, Christ came to die for us. Christ was so much aware of the world that he was going to be born in. He didn't need anybody or anything to tell him the type of wealth he was coming in. He knew that the world was full of darkness. He knew that the world was full of sin. Yet he decided that he was going to be born as a man. He decided that he was coming into the world that is full of sin, that is full of darkness. He knew the world so much he didn't need a lecture from anybody. But the Bible says even when we were without strength, even when we were sinners and were ungodly, Christ came into this world. That is the love that God has for us. And the Bible says God demonstrated his love towards us. That when we were still sinners, Christ 
died for us. So Jesus died for us when we were still sinners. And we have been reconciled to God when we were sinners. He loved us so much that he came to die for us. And now that he has died for us, we have been reconciled with God. And so if he gave his life to us while we were still sinners, then now that we have been saved, what can't he give to us? When we were still sinners, he gave his life so that we will be saved. Now that we have been saved, what will he not give us? That's what the scripture is saying. So the scripture is saying that much more having been justified by his blood. So even when we were sinners, he died. He gave us his all when we were sinners. So now that we have been saved, God is able to deliver us from the wrath to come. For if we were if when we were enemies, we were reconciled to God through the death of his son. How much more now that we have become sons? So when we were enemies, through the death of Jesus Christ, we were reconciled to him. Now that we have become sons, what will God withhold from us? God is not going to withhold any good thing from us. And so as we celebrate Christmas, God gave his son to us when we were sinners. Now that we are children of God, he is able to give us all things. Amen. The next thing we want to, we want to, uh, I want us to know about Christmas when we celebrate Christmas is that we, we are very valuable to God. We are valuable to God. God loves us so much. All other religions is an attempt of men to save God. But Christianity is God coming down to look for man. And so God came down to look for man. Other religious people reject God's attempt because you cannot find God. God has to find you. Other, other religious people in man's own attempt to please God and to find God. It's a way of saying that we reject God's attempt to reach out to us. We are going to reach out to him. We are going to find our own way to go to him. And I always give this example that if you are living in Ghana and you want to come to the U.S., you have to go by the rules of the United States of America. You have to go to an embassy. You have to, um, you have to um, attend an interview. You have to be given a visa and then you can come to the U.S. Like when you go into any kingdom, when you, when you want to go let me use another example. When you want to go to the White House, you don't go there by your own rules. You don't go there by your own... Um, you don't set your own agenda, your own rules, and by your own will. And then you just walk to the White House and say, okay, I want to come here. I want to come and visit the president. Or I want to make, make my home here. No, there are rules that you have to follow. You have to be invited to every kingdom. You cannot just walk into the kingdom at your own instructions or your own rules. And that is why God has laid down his own principle. That if you want to approach me, you have to come through my son. And anybody who rejects the son and decides to reach God by any means cannot reach God. And so God has given us the rules he's given us and this is so easy he says believe in our in jesus christ and you'll be saved 
Anyone who does not have the son does not have the father. You need to have the son before you can have the father. And so God is saying that come through Jesus Christ. All of you who want to come to me. And so all other religions want to ignore Jesus Christ and still reach the father. But that doesn't work that way. Jesus is the only way. And so we have to understand when we celebrate Christmas, it should remind us how valuable we are to God, that God gave his son to die for us. That God, the son, became a baby and slept in a manger, all in an attempt to have a relationship with us. That is how valuable we are to God. And so let nothing in this world make you feel that you are worthless. You are so valuable to God that he, he wanted so much to have a relationship with you that God became a man and lived on this earth and died on the cross. That is the value God places on us. The value God places on us, the price that God places on us is the life of his son, Jesus Christ. That is how valuable we are to God. As we celebrate Christmas, we have to understand that we are valuable to God. God cherishes us so much. Among everything that God has created, the things that are valuable, the thing that is most valuable to Him is man. There is nothing that, that I know that sometimes people put their love in things and people put their love in in, in, in their pets and all that those those are all wonderful things that God has given us to enjoy. But the most valuable thing in the eyes of God is man. Because God, the only thing that God created in his own image is man. Nothing else was created in the image of God. And so we must understand that even when the world seeks to devalue us and tell us that we are worthless. We should remember that God values us so much that the price he paid for us to become his children is the life of Jesus Christ. The next thing I want us to remember as we celebrate Christmas is to learn the habit or the character of humility. The Bible tells us in Philippians chapter 2 verse 5 to 7 that let this mind be in you. It means that all believers, all Christians have this mindset, the mindset of Christ, who being in the form of God did not consider it robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation, taking upon him the form of a bond servant, coming in the likeness of men, and being found in the appearance of a man, he humbled himself and became obedient to the point of death, even death on the cross. Therefore God had highly exalted him and given him a name that is above every other name. So the Bible is telling us, as we celebrate Christmas, let this be our mindset, the mindset of humility. Today, in our corporate world, humility is not a word that you want to use there. Because everybody wants to present himself in, in a way that will make the other person value them. Of course, we can do that, but with our confidence in the Lord, that we are nothing without God. It's not because of our certificate, not because of how we can talk very well, not because of how we present ourselves, not because of our education or the knowledge we have, but everything we have belongs to God. In a, as a Christian, you must understand that all that you are is because of God. When you have that humility in your heart, and humility 
towards God and towards other people, serving other people with joy, knowing that Christ first served all of us through his life, died for us, and served us. And so one of the things we have to learn, the habits, the character traits that we have to learn as part of our Christmas celebration, humble towards God and towards other men. The next thing is every prophecy of the Bible will be fulfilled. Every prophecy in the Bible will be fulfilled. In Matthew chapter 24 verse 35, the Bible says, Heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will never pass away. Just like God spoke in the beginning, spoke about the seed of a woman, Prophet Isaiah spoke about the birth of Jesus Christ. Jeremiah spoke about the birth of Jesus Christ. All the prophets, they talked about the birth of Jesus Christ. Even to the last prophet, who spoke about the birth of Jesus Christ, um, John the Baptist. God fulfilled every single word. And so let's not think that today, because the world has become so... There's so much technology, and so God will not fulfill His promise. There's so much knowledge, and so people even explain away fulfillment of prophecy with the knowledge that men have. But God told us that there's going to be a lot of knowledge in the end time. Man, there's going to be knowledge everywhere. Men are going to do wonderful things. It is all in the book of the Bible. And so every prophecy in the word of God will be fulfilled. Every single prophecy. Jesus said he's coming again. As we celebrate the birth, let's remember that the birth of Jesus was prophesied several years ago. And it came to pass. The death of Jesus was prophesied several years ago. And it came to pass. The second coming of Jesus Christ has been prophesied several years ago. And I have no doubt that it will come to pass. And so as we celebrate Christmas, let's remember that the birth of Jesus was once a prophecy. And the second coming of Jesus Christ, even though it remains a prophecy up to this point, we know that it will come to pass. And so let's prepare ourselves. Just like he came into the world the first time and the people were not prepared to receive him. There was no room for him. He will come again. But let's prepare ourselves, we those who believe in Him. Let's prepare ourselves to receive our Savior because He's going to come again. Merry Christmas to us all. And God bless you. Shall we pray? Father, in Jesus' mighty name, we give you praise. We thank you. Thank you as we celebrate the birth of Jesus Christ. As we remember the birth of Jesus Christ. We thank you for that for that wonderful day that you stepped into this world as a humble servant. We pray, Lord, that the joy of this season will fill our hearts and fill our lives and fill our family members. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. All right.